Hello and welcome to IBM Biweekly, a podcast focused on the technical aspects of the IBM I operating system and the community surrounding it. My name is Josh. Today is the 6th of May, 2019, and I have episode 6 ILE RPG in store for you. Barbara Morris from IBM will be joining us today to discuss the RPG language. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the sponsorship spotlight. IBM I Competence is who's sponsoring us today. Uh, IBM I Competence is a provider of competence and courses around the IBM I platform. Previous courses include RDI with Charlie Greeno and Advanced SQL for DB2 with uh, Brigitta Hauser. You can contact them for a free hour of competence planning for you or your team, and you sign up to a free newsletter at ibmicompetence.com. So for news this week, uh, or I guess covering the last two weeks, uh, nothing much. I just would like to announce I will not be at Power Up this year for personal reasons. No big deal. This won't be attending. Um, The... I guess there isn't any other news. Uh, Liam's out for this episode. He's just a little busy with traveling and covering conferences and work. So I'll be handling the uh, podcast for this week. With that, we can jump into the conversation with Barbara Morse. Welcome, Barbara. Uh, I guess I'll start out with the obvious question of who are you and what do you do at IBM? Well, I'm uh, I'm kind of a rarity at IBM. I, I've actually worked in the same department my entire time, almost 30 years. Um, I started in the RPG compiler department in the summer of 89. Uh, lots of people were on vacation at that time, so it was just uh, about three weeks after I started that the support person um, working with a customer asked me to asked me to actually talk to a customer. Um, you know, normally I don't think such a junior person as three weeks old would have been asked to do that. But um, anyway, I had to answer a question about the set LL opcode, it stands for set lower limit. And uh, so I said, I never heard of it, of course. So I said, uh, give me half an hour. And I went and read up on the manual and it actually seemed pretty clear. Um, I found out that people don't like IBM documentation, but this seemed pretty good to me. Uh, so anyway, I talked to the customer and I just read that manual page out loud to him and they seemed really happy. So um, I guess it's true that customers don't read manuals. Uh, that's not true, I think, and lots of customers do read manuals, but some don't. So anyway, about at, about six months after I started, I've been begging to to not do customer service anymore. So I got to do my first enhancement, um, and I can't tell from the dates in the files whether it was um, exactly the first one, but it was either at enhancing the end op code. This is for RPG three or RPG four hundred a long time ago. Uh, enhancing the end op code to allow uh, end if and end do, or adding star on and star off special values to use indicators. Woohoo! All right. So, <laughs> those uh, the things of uh, the things we're doing nowadays are, are much more complex than that. And I guess the things we were doing then were too, just not for a baby like me. Anyway, since then I've been involved one way or another pretty well, either through design, documentation, uh, implementation, or testing in all the enhancements to the RPG compiler since I started, um, uh-huh. you know, m- more and more responsibility, of course, as I went on. Right. So that's who I am. Very cool. Um, I mean, I was going to follow that with what is your background thinking? Maybe you did something before, but it sounds like you've just always been an RPG compiler. 
No, that's not true. No. <laughs> my my background was actually music. Oh. Uh, my first career was as a, mu a musician, a uh, oh, freelance cello and teaching. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that 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 was what I was doing, and and one day, you know, I I loved that that work, but one day uh, I sort of looked inside my head and found that I couldn't remember anything about math and physics, which I'd always enjoyed. So I got a math text out of the library, and I actually worked through every page of it. Yeah, I know I'm a complete nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to go back to university and and get a science degree, and and. Wow. Um, and then I put myself through schools and music jobs, and I actually started in physics. I enrolled in the physics department, and, and after one class in Fortran, it was a required computing class. Um, I thought that was so cool that I switched immediately, like one week into my first year wow. uh, into computing science. That's very cool. And got a computing science degree. And then the only job I even applied for uh, in my fourth year was with IBM in the compiler department because I was so taken with compilers from a comp couple of compiler courses I took that I just wanted a compiler job and that was the only one. So they offered me a job with the RPG compiler. I figured it was just another silly IBM acronym. I didn't know what RPG stood for. Um, <laughs> I'd never heard of that programming language, even though we had one course where we learned about like, I don't know, five programming languages a day, but RPG wasn't one of them. Wow. And I was a bit horrified when I started working on the compiler. I again, that they sort of just um, sort of told me to look around and, and because there was no one in the department really to show me anything, but I was I was looking at this thing and thinking, you know, this isn't a programming language and this isn't a compiler. Like, what what compiler looks in column six and to see what's right. there, and then looks over in column forty five to see what's there. But you know, I stuck with it, and and uh, I, I've always really enjoyed our efforts to to sort of drag it into the modern world. Right. But we're we're getting closer and closer to what we call a modern compiler, I think. Um, we, we do sort of say how to code modern RPG, and I, I don't know if you've seen the original version, the one I saw back in 1989, but it was it was pretty scary, like a sort of a I'm very address assembler now. code. Yeah, I, I did not, I didn't realize that the compiler would be that unique. Um, yeah, well, the language is pretty unique, and then the compiler right. just was the way it was, just because of the way the language worked. <laughs> right. Well, that's very cool, which uh, is a good, I think, a good segue to um, maybe explaining for a layman or anyone who doesn't know what RPG is, what RPG actually is. Okay. Well, originally the RPG part stood for Report Program Generator, but even when I started, which was 30 years ago, they told me, no, it doesn't stand for that anymore. It doesn't oh. stand for anything. It's just RPG, the the it's not an acronym anymore. It's just a name. Hmm. So they, they tried to drop that report program generator part of it because originally my understanding was that, that managers could tell sort of Susie's secretary to, to write a little program to generate a little report for them. And this hmm. is going to be the language for it. And I don't know what kind of brilliant secretary would have been able to use it. <laughs> I was they just but it, it um it, it's it's it is intended and is still intended as a business programming language. It's uh, it's got a very easy to use I/O model, um, supporting basically database files, printer files, and display files, uh, all exactly the same way. And, and really, the I/O model has changed very little since the first time I saw it, which was sort of two RPGs ago. I first RPG I saw was RPG two, then the the most popular one for years was RPG four hundred, and then the one we use now is is ILE RPG or RPG4. Um, 
most programmers are now using SQL for I/O to their database files, but a lot are still using um, the native native RPG I/O. Um, so it, it's really easy to use, and, and we've sort of tried to make the rest of the language, like string processing and other kinds of stuff, um, equally easy to use over the years. Right. My understanding is that the excuse me, the very first RPG, which was decades ago, long before my time was a simulator for some business programming computer, 1401 or something like that. And and the 100 Boolean variables called indicators in RPG, like star ano one star ano 2 et cetera, were actually 100 little lights on the front of this computer. So these are the little things that for this simulator that match those little lights. Oh, wow. So uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, the, I, I've never seen any evidence of that, but I did find a manual once for RPG, the, the very first version of RPG on the internet, and I stupidly didn't save a copy of it. Um, but I was looking through it trying to find out how to do calculations, and I found that one line, and it said, it described how you put an A for add or an S for subtract in some column, and, and that was basically oh. the only calculations that were available. Oh, wow. So anyway, the, the RPG that you know, you've, you've seen it a little bit, right? It sort right. of looks like yes. a regular language. Yeah, the free format version looks like a regular language, and and the, the free form didn't add any new function. That function was always there, but it made it much easier to use, so right. much easier for new programmers to just adopt. Um, over time, we've we've freed it from the when I first saw it, every single thing had to be put in the right column. There was no, there was nothing free at all. Exactly. And now we basically even removed all the column restrictions. You can you can basically write write your RPG code however you like now. Yeah, it was very, uh, it was confusing for me when I first looked at it. And the veterans, of course, acted like I should be able to pick it up like nothing. But the column system was confusing for me. It was horrible. And, and, you know, you use an editor and you delete a column or you delete something, you change. My example was changing the name of a file called reports to just called report. And then you compile and you get like a hundred error messages on that line because everything's in the wrong column. Oh, oh, oh yeah. It's pretty it's, horrible. And yeah. you, of course you would get used to it if you're using it, but it was just pretty awful. All right. It feels like running in sand now when I have the code in it. All right. So... You keep pointing out that it's a business language mostly and everything. So is that what it is separates it from modern computer languages or is it even, or is it, you did also say it's getting closer to modern languages and stuff. Yeah. So it's mainly the syntax that's making it closer to modern languages. Although there's a few other areas where we've um, sort of brought it, made more modern, for instance, um, maybe 20 years ago or even more, we allowed you to write actually your own functions. Um, it used to be that, that everything was just a program, it's a monolithic program. Oh. Um, so now you can write your own functions in a similar method to C where you can just, you know, that just one level of functions. You can't have nested functions. And also another big thing that, that made RPG seem very old-fashioned is we didn't used to have qualified data structures. So subfield names that weren't qualified by the data structure name, which made it really, really icky to use. And so we removed those restrictions and, and we're gradually trying to remove other restrictions that, that, that are that basically things that programmers um, expect to be able to do. I so see. one of the things that's coming out in the next release is actually, and it's not exactly the way you were used to it, but, but basically arrays that um, don't have a fixed, a fixed dimension. That's something that um, a lot of programmers expect in a in a modern language. Right. And and we don't we're not quite there yet, but we've we've made the first step towards it. Well, that's good to hear. Um, 
But another thing that sort of differentiated RPG from other, many other languages, not all, but many other languages, and the one thing that I think is, is something that, that RPG programmers would find horrifying going to some other languages, that we have a basically an inbuilt decimal data type, which is really important for business programming. And you know, if you use other languages, Java does have a, de a decimal type, and I think other languages do, but often you have to sort of jump through hoops a little bit to use it. With RPG, it's just a real um, built-in native type. So as a person that doesn't quite understand the importance of decimal, what, what, what makes that so important versus like a double or a flip? Okay, well, uh, the, the double, now that they have decimal float, it's not actually so important. The decimal float has actually become available on many platforms now. But with binary float, um, there's no way to say express, um, uh, let's, say, let's say the value 1.1 in, bin in binary float. Or that, like, there's lots. Of, I'm not actually sure if 1.1 is is valid, but there's lots of decimal numbers that aren't actually expressible in 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 binary uh, float. So oh, basically, binary float is a sum of powers of two, right? Right. And uh, so there's no sum of powers of two that will actually make, let's say, the value 1.1. So with with decimal, it's important for banking, etc. That yeah. that the numbers you put in are actually handled exactly that way. Right, I get it now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So people um, with, people don't use floating point. They might use decimal floating point, but before decimal floating point was available, people didn't use decimal floating point, binary floating point. They basically kept numbers, and then they, they would maintain basically what the scale was, and, I, and they would know that this is actually divided by 100 or something, which was really awkward and error prone. Okay, gotcha. So it sounds like... Um, I, I don't know why I just suddenly want to bring up record level access. Is that something unique to RPG and its integration on IBM I? Um, don't think it, it's not unique to RPG, but I think it's unique to IBM I. Okay. Um, the record level access and the fact that the, the database is sort of built into the system and, and the programming languages, I think all the programming languages can use record level access. Um, I'm not actually sure about Java, but the, the Oh, the I get what ones. you mean. That's on the operating system level, so... Right, in, right. In, so, so, and that's that's a unique, okay. a unique feature of the IBM I operating system is that the database is built in. So, RPG programmers that are using the database are are right down to the metal, basically. So, the the, the record level access is very fast. But SQL access used to be like a hundred times slower. Um, now, there's cases where SQL access is faster because they've Ooh. they've really worked on that. And, and there's one other thing I'll mention about RPG, and it's really about more IBMI than RPG, and that's the protection of, of resources. Basically, um, like programmers com programs compiled, say, 20 years ago, um, they'll continue to run exactly the same if you restore them on a new machine, and you can even recompile them, and they will run exactly the same. And that, that's not something that's available with yeah. every language. That, like, like, look at what happened to Python. Um, right. And even even there's this this amazing feature that as long as you haven't removed observability, and in fact you can't remove observability for programs compiled since six one, but you used to be able to. But even if as long as you haven't removed observability, you can actually run programs that were even compiled on the pre the predecessor to the AS four hundred, which is like the System thirty eight. Oh, holy cow! Uh, it's just that. yeah, I know, and I don't know how long ago that would be like forty years ago or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's kind of astonishing the the architecture that they built that enabled that. Mm -hmm. So that that's, that's now the case. If you got a program compiled 
six one or later that we'll be able to move forward i i can't promise the future but but the the goal is and the history bears it out that you'll be able to run that program on any new version of the hardware all they have to do is basically retranslate the information saved in that yes. program I that's, that's my understanding amazing. as well which is a, a very amazing thing um, yeah so uh, when that's I, the end of my ad <laughs> for oh, OPT. <laughs> <laughs> so you're always so passionate about um, RPG and, well, IBMI in general and everything. So I was just curious if you wanted to talk about your favorite feature of the RPG. You know, you gave me the questions in advance, and I've been trying to, to think of a favorite one. And, and you know, it's it's just hard. Yeah. My answer would be different every day. Um the, the, and sometimes the most recent thing I've worked on is my favorite thing, like that very cool data into op code that allows you to import uh, a, any kind of document. The most common is the JSON document into just an RPG data structure. And basically one statement, that you write your data structure, you point to your JSON file or XML file, and we just import all the data directly. It's just it's That's just way actually cool. really neat. I didn't. I think you explained that to me at one point during one of the conferences, but I didn't grasp it. Yeah, and in fact, for XML, it works exactly like that. For for JSON, it doesn't quite work like that. You have to have another little piece right. that you can, you have to get from somebody else. But there's one that's available from somebody else that works just great. So anyway, that that's sort of, um, I guess that's my favorite right now. But but the, I got to say one thing I love about RPG, and not so much the, the enhancements we've done or the features or whatever, but just the community. Um, there's there's a few online forums where the RPG programmers seem so eager to help each other. Um, there's almost none of the rudeness or acrimony that you find on other online forums. Like like uh, my sister goes on a uh, uh, what's that language? That, uh, oh, my brain is swapping out. It's a it's a it's a uh, the language that you use for um, for your web pages. Um, HTML. Anyway. No, no, no. It's 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 the it's the programming language that goes on there. My brain is swapped up. No, the uh, another one that's oh. sort of outside. Anyway, um, it's got a P in it somewhere. Anyway, PHP. Um, it, no, PHP. That's it. That's it. And and she showed me some of the forum discussions. Like she has to sort of. I don't know, prepare for a day to post anything on there oh, because yeah. of the rudeness. That, well, You're probably just, thinking of like Stack Overflow or Stack. Stack Overflow I find pretty good, but maybe individual Stack Overflow um, communities are kind of rude as well. Right. Um, yeah. but, but anyway, there's almost none of that in the RPG community. People are eager, even when it's obvious that someone's working on an assignment. Um, sometimes people will say, is this an assignment? But they'll, they still can't resist helping, which right. I think is really, really cool. And uh, another thing is when, when IBM opened up the requirement system, this RFE, it stands for Request for Enhancement. Right. Um, the RPG programmers sort of immediately jumped on it, and they started opening sort of the, the most interesting requirements. I wish we could uh, deliver them all immediately because so, they're all so – I mean, once in a while, they're, they're kind of very specific, but most of them are so cool. Um, right. and unfortunately, we can't get to them all, but we'd love to. Yeah, I, I have been very excited for the RFE uh, system. Uh, I was happy to see that back when it was incepted. Have you have you had some accepted? Uh, I have. I have my PHP RFE out there right now about getting it, but I don't think it's been accepted yet. I, oh, okay. I think it's, it must be thrilling when you have one delivered. I'm waiting. I think mine will be delivered, but I mean, cool. fingers crossed. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i think unless you have more 
favorites you want to speak on the RPG language, I think we can move on. Okay. To what do you do for fun, your hobbies or passion? Um, I guess the the main thing that I do is reading. I've been a reader all my life. You know, I used to I used to be reading four or five books at a time. You know, when when us kids were little, when mom would say, you know, what are you doing? Um, we sort of considered reading. You know, most kids say, oh, I'm reading, and that would be good, right? We would say nothing if we were reading, because because we did so much reading, and mm-hmm. I still read all the time. Uh, mostly these days, I read police detective novels or science fiction. I'm currently reading a book by um, what's his name, Stephen Booth. It's about a a policeman in the Lake the Lake District of England. I also like doing puzzles, like crossword puzzles and logic puzzles, and, and I always have. Uh, at least one puzzle book and at least one book book in my knapsack just in case I get stuck on a bus. Well, I'm always stuck on a bus when I commute. That's a smart thing to do. I usually am yeah. bookless. Oh, my goodness. Being bookless is my horror. Once in a while, <laughs> I, I think I'm, I've got more pages than I do, and I run out of pages, and it's just horrible. I don't know why I don't carry books with me more because I – like I, I always have the feeling like oh, I could be reading right now, but I always forget yeah. to carry a book. Oh, there you go. Well, now you, you've informed me of what I should be doing. <laughs> and I, I used to have a string quartet that meant, meant once a week, but but we've sort of uh, hadn't haven't met for at least a year now. It's sort of um, I don't know, just fallen away a little bit. It's kind of sad. And uh, I used to do a lot of biking, but I got some problems with my knees now, so I can't really bike anymore. So. I just well, walking occasionally, but uh, reading is my thing. What uh, what instrument were you playing in the string quartet? Uh, cello. Cello. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought I remembered you saying. But very neat. Do you still play? Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's really hard. I, I'm not in an orchestra anymore. It's it's always been really hard for me just to sort of play by myself. Like I understand that no feeling. Reason. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's been quite a while since I got it out and and you've sort of reminded me to maybe get it out and play a little bit even though it's kind of weird. <laughs> That's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know they do it in the movies all the time so I guess but they're probably <laughs> hopefully they're practicing for some real reason. I was always okay to practice just to practice in a vacuum has always been hard for me. Mhm. Understandable. All right. Well, it was fantastic to have you on Barbara. Uh, I think that wraps it up and I was happy to hear all that RPG stuff. (laughs) All right. Well, great to talk to you, Josh. All right. All right. That does it for episode six, uh, RPG with Barbara Morris. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun and look forward to speaking to everyone again in two more weeks.